0: Let's talk about sex.
1: Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Mm -hmm. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where if you're new here, how you doing? We (laughs) hope you're you're
0: doing great.
1: Glad you're here. And if you like what you hear here, hear here, that's kind (laughs) of an interesting way to get started, isn't it? But we would love for you to jump on iTunes, give us a review. Let us know what you Let's think, comments, out. feedback, criticism. You can also send those directly to us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, where we love hearing from our listeners Yes, we do. and answering your questions and trying to help mm-hmm. steer your marriage and your sex life into greatness.
0: Absolutely. We want you to have a great marriage, great family. And speaking of family, Corey, something kind of funny happened this week. My oldest son plays baseball, so he was home just for a few days, and he said, we were out to dinner, and he said, he holds his phone up and says, is your mule still for sale? He says, oh, you won't believe this. Uh, My phone started blowing up with text messages and calls about my donkey for sale and then my goat for sale. (laughs) I said, what in the world? He says, well, it turned out I'd been pulling a prank on one of my teammates all year, and he never knew it was me, but then he figured it out. Oh. and he posted an ad on Craigslist that says, <laughs> "I have a mule for sale." And he put Jordan's phone number.
1: It was Great. the best.
0: It was the best prank ever. But it makes me think that when there's something wonky going on in our life or relationships, chances are. We
1: actually do have something to do with it, <laughs> exactly, as random as it seems. Exactly, because that's one of the fundamental things that I think is important for people to realize is that what happens in marriage is co-created. That's
0: such a good phrase.
1: And, and while you know, major things that occur, you know, like if if a spouse steps out and has an affair, or just totally leaves and ha- and asks for a divorce. You know, ultimate decisions rest on the shoulders of the people that make the decision. Right. But the system is co-created, and the things that happen are co-created. And I know in the past we've done at least a portion of a show that where we've asked our emailers that that listen and, and, and email in about, hey, here's what's going on in my marriage. Here's a question I've got. Here's something I'd love help with to give us the rest of the story because we'll get into some email dialogues with some people, and then we hear oh, and by the way, and then they drop the other shoe in the sense of, okay, now that kind of makes sense. Because I can think of in the history of, of my practice of doing this as a professional, as a, as a family therapist. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of different times where I've had clients that have dealt with some more uh, taboo issues, if you will. I mean, they're just someone that are like, whoa. And I hear it going in, so I know what I'm getting ready to go into. and I, And my anxiety will be heightened because it's like, Oh, okay. I'm not used to this subject matter, so here we go let's 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 see what happens then, as we get into the session and I start hearing their story, the taboo stuff makes sense in the sense of okay, I see how things evolve to where you are in your life Doesn't Yeah, make whether
0: they're fetishes
1: or anything I mean, or
0: yeah, destructive habits. Yeah, and just that phrase that this this scenario is co-created, I that has helped me a lot of times when I feel my drama levels really rising. You know, if Paul and I are in a season of conflict and and I'll feel myself just rehearsing everything that's horrible about him, for example. You know, our minds will just run wild and then I'll stop and think, Gina, what you're experiencing is co-created. So let go of the drama and let's just be objective here or some, and and then sometimes that will lead to a really objective conversation Mm -hmm. and he'll point out something that I was completely blind to for years. (laughs) So, (laughs) and and I hate hearing it. I mean, hate it, but it's such a helpful tip. So where can we start helping our listeners? uh, Maybe let down the guard and, and, feel safe enough to be objective to their part that they're playing in their situation. Well, I think
1: it starts, well, it doesn't necessarily start. All these are components, I guess, that are leading towards the same thing that hopefully the result becomes productive. And the way it becomes most productive is when you're willing to confront yourself on things that you are contributing to the relationship that are bringing it down. Because you could sit there and say, well, they never blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you're con- continually nagging, and, and which is going to be met with defensiveness. That's just kind right. of a normal reaction in response. So it's not necessarily a where to begin, it's, right. it's more of a keep these points in mind, I guess you could right. say. Right. And, and one of them, it, to me, is the idea of assuming a positive intent from your spouse. That yeah. because think of how many times in situations where circumstances are just bad, you know, like, <laughs> like it's just here, here's one that comes to my mind because this has happened where I've had a, a really rough, both of us have had really rough days, just busy. I had one day a while back where it was just client after client after client after client. And I get the kids and we get home and we had something else going on later that evening with friends coming over or something, so the house needed to get in order. You know, so there were certain things, and in, in my standard is different than Pam's standard mm-hmm. of the way the house should look compared to you know when people come over, especially friends or not friends. You know, <laughs> it depends on all those qualifications. So we get we get home, I get home with the kids, and I've got got stuff put away, got them fed, and you know kind of, that, and then I lay down on the couch. Well, I've been on the couch like a minute, and Pam comes in, and she sees me laying there, and immediately. Oh, Are you just going to be laying just there all day? Yeah. You yeah, go- right. Are you going to do anything? I mean, look at what all we have to do. I got all the stuff to do, and you're going to sit there and just lay there. And I'm like, excuse me? You know, hold on. you know. And so I could have easily – and it's not that she came at me and said anything bad. It was just kind of yeah. this, hey, we got a lot to do. Get up. And I could have tried to justify, hey, I've had a busy day too. Give me a moment. Or it could have been, all right, there's still things we need to do. So I don't need to engage in this kind of a thing. Right. And then I'll just get up and help. And then later, because of the journey she and I have been on, we both have gotten better at recognizing our stuff. She even came to me and said, hey, I'm sorry. With I kind of overreacted. And I said, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> you didn't know the whole story either. So, and we kind of laugh about it now. But it's just one of those, okay, so assume a positive intent that it's not a personal attack. It's more of a situational thing. So, Yeah,
0: generally, anytime you can think about gridlock or recurring issues, you'll probably realize that you continually come at them with a negative mindset. You have your mind made up how things will go, not expecting a positive outcome and not expecting a positive intent. So that in itself is really good advice to ask yourself, am I – bringing my best self into this situation and acting from my best self or am I (laughs) taking the low road and looking at their
1: worst qualities? Right. Because I mean, the idea of you co-create what happens in marriage uh, along the same lines as the idea that your marriage and and your spouse is actually a mirror of you, that they, they will reflect back some of the worst of you. And, and it's not an, an intentional thing. It's just a process. It's just a reality, and so the things that we react really poorly to, you know, like when you, your example you gave earlier, Gina, of you get in this cycle, and yeah. and it's really easy to just pound on who you're who are you married to, that you need to seek the truth in what's happening. Of okay, what is true in here? Because. In the in the analogy I just used of of me being on the couch, I struggle with laziness that, and I know that, mm-hmm. and I hate when other people point that out about me, because I try to keep that hidden, <laughs> you know, and that, and I and I try to do a really good job of keeping it hidden because it's one of my faults that I don't like.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, it, and I will also add that when there's those issues in your mate that reflect yourself, there's also that whole theory that we were attracted to them because they reflect, you know, elements of our parents and maybe those are elements that we still need healing in, or we need to grow beyond. Mm-hmm. And so you partly, I think you're just attracted to that because you're used to it. It's, it's familiar, it's known. But, if, yes. but if we take that as a philosophy of, this is my opportunity now to still grow beyond that and let my weakness become one of my strengths, then it does become much less offensive and it becomes a, area for growth and I've noticed with my children what you just pointed out is a big deal to me when I get so frustrated with them for areas that are weak in myself and so this last year because now they're teenagers and they'll do stuff that just makes me crazy because it hurt me right you know not following through on things uh being easily distracted and losing things or um the qualities that, again, I can't stand about myself. And so I'll tell them that it's not personal when it really bothers me. I'll tell them this, what you're dealing with, it's really hurt mommy. It's hurt me in my life. I should be farther along than I am right now. And it's because I didn't get a handle on what you're dealing with now. And so that partly is why it's bothering me and it's not personal, but I so want to see you conquer that here and and go farther than I was able to go here Mm -hmm. so at least then they one of my kids said you know what's so great when you get really mad at us instead of just losing your temper I always feel like you're coaching us to become better
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: I know. I wanted to hand him a piece of paper. Could you put that in writing? Right. Would you
1: please write that down and share it with everybody (laughs) you know?
0: know. Yeah, refer to it next time you're really mad at me and I lose my temper.
1: (laughs) But but that's some great points, Gina, because that's the idea of the best in us is the only thing that's going to recognize the worst in us. Yeah. Because if it's the worst in us, it denies its own existence. And that's a... It's just a truth of where we just act, oh, no, that doesn't contribute to it. Oh, no, that, that's that's not adding to the scenario. I mean, I think, hypothetically speaking, think of it this way. You get a spouse, you get a husband that's been dealing with pornography struggles his whole life, let's say. Sure. And he says he's cleaning up his act. He's going to devote 100% of his sexual energy to his marriage, which was stuff we've advocated and talked about in prior shows. and. So he he does he he tries it out and he sees some positive gains from it but the, but it's still not enough it's not stimulating enough because secretly he's still got some pornography stuff he's doing on the side even though his wife thinks it's all on the up and up and all good but he's sitting he fails to realize okay why I'm so frustrated with my sex life but yet I'm still dealing with this thing on the side that I'm not acknowledging and I'm not being truthful. With myself about that's the that's the first thing. I mean, I was listening to a talk radio show earlier this week, just on the radio driving home from clients, and he, he was talking about the idea of confessional in the Catholic faith mm-hmm. and how cathartic and healing that whole thing is. That confession's been around for centuries. Sure. And it was it predates psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, therapists. Because that's kind of what it was. There's something healing about acknowledging something to, within yourself that you struggle with. And well, being and real. then
0: and then the follow-up of being absolved of your sins. Right. You know, and, if you go to confession, right. uh, that's the big deal. And that's what brings change is that grace. Yep. You know, if you're just going to stay there... And I've done it. I've had my faults pointed out and just boo-hooed and cried and been miserable for 48 hours plus over the sorrow for how, how much I suck, right? And there's just no, there's no joy in that. There's no healing in that. There's no virtue. Right. The beauty when we're able to see ourselves, like the Bible talks about seeing uh, ourselves like a reflection in the mirror. If we'll do something about it. hmm then we're called wise and Mm -hmm. and we're called blessed. So the fact that you can see a fault in yourself, you should be glad. It's miles above being
1: deceived. It's huge. So And and keep in mind that being willing to confront these kinds of things in your own life is going to involve pain. Yeah, it does not feel good. It's not fun. But... That pain produces greatness. That pain produces character. That pain produces passion. That pain produces wisdom. All of that kind of stuff. I mean, I think of it going to the doctor and a surgeon getting in there and cleaning out stuff that's infected and bad so that you can have proper healing. It doesn't mean that there is no scar, but it, it, and there is and there isn't still discomfort from it. I mean, I've had surgery, and I still have times mm-hmm. of, wow, that's still uncomfortable. You know, and well, and it's been almost a year, so wow. it, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong. It just means, okay, there's pain involved in life and pain involved in growing. And so realize, like the idea of a show we did earlier, of it gets worse before it gets better. Sometimes yes. confronting some of these things in yourself does get worse before it gets better, and be very mindful to not take out that worse on your partner. It's not their fault; you're confronting your own stuff. So you can't take yeah. it out on them.
0: It's it's like working out hard in the gym. Put yourself in pain. You know you're going to grow. Right. And I'm always inspired by one of the Marines at the gym where I work out with his incredible physique and his skin-tight T-shirt that'll say, Pain is just weakness leaving the body.
1: <laughs> so, That's good.
0: So if you'll remember that emotionally as well, it's just mm-hmm. weakness leaving this part of my life.
1: hmm And that's why I think, think of the different couples that you know in your life, Gina, and even if you're sitting here listening to us, think of the different couples you know that seem like and truly do have really things going on in their marriage. You know, It's not just a facade that, man, everything looks great at their world, but you Mm. know it because you know their life. I can almost promise you that a majority of those have gone through something major to get to that point you know, they've, they've stuck it out. They've, they've worked through it. I mean, you, you and Paul have,
0: Yeah,
1: Pam and I did six years into our relationship, sitting at a a food court. She tried to give me the ring back. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not taking that. You know, there's, there's work to be done. And so it was just kind of this whole, all right, now you look back and realize, wow, we've, we've really gone through a lot. And, Kind of gives you perspective, and you can only earn perspective by going through stuff. You can't. You don't. Know, it's not just a gift.
0: Absolutely, and I always remember that phrase you said about maybe. I've quoted a lot in different different sentence structure or whatever. That maybe the reason you don't care about your marriage is because you haven't fought for it, or you don't care about your sex life because you haven't fought for it. Right. You don't care about this, you know, anything that you can really fight for. It makes such a difference, and right now I have three different couples in mind who I'm very close with, who are undergoing divorce, and they just haven't faced, yeah. you know, the the honest issues or invited uh, belief that there's a solution.
1: Yeah, and sometimes so, that solution is asking for help, you know, yeah. whether it's professionally or open up to another couple.
0: Yeah, because I am very good friends with these couples, and I cannot believe how almost impossible it is for me to pick up the phone to the my girlfriend, who I know is having an affair. She's my friend, and I feel like avoiding it. Right. To even pick up the phone and say, what is going on, girl, and why Why are you, Right. you know, what's just, just, what's just going on?
1: What's going on? Yeah, that's open-ended questions. If you're on the other side of it, that's some of the best things is right there. It's just, hey, you seem off. What's up? You you seem stressed. You seem weighted down. What's going on? And just they may want to walk through it. They may not. But it's that idea of you can be solid Mm -hmm. for them. And, And if you're on the other side of it and you've got some major things going on in your marriage and you're really frustrated about your spouse and your sex life and whatever it is that's going on, well, the whole point of this show today is recognize what you contribute to it. Right. And then make a commitment to yourself to be honest about it, to to confront it, to say, own it, to own it, to say to your spouse even, hey, this is my deal, this is my baggage. You know, I I struggle with laziness, and when you point it out, I react poorly to it, and I do not intend for that to be harmful or hurtful to you for pointing that out. Please help me by pointing it out more. <laughs> you know, cuz <'Cause laughs> let's 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 really hit this head on now. If I really want to confront this in my life, then I'm going to do so. And own it in in the in relationship with your spouse, own it in relationship with people, and that makes a whole different ball game.
0: Yeah, and acknowledge the shame. Like there's times I've had to say, I hate this about myself and I'm ashamed of it. Right. So I'm acknowledging it now, so I can let the shame go. Because the shame's not help- helping. You're never going to grow through something by beating yourself up over it. Right. The shame has to go. There's no condemnation.
1: Right. Here and so and is it that true, helps you grow? Would you say that um, when you're vulnerable like that with somebody that truly is all in with you, they actually grow to love you more?
0: Well, it's worked in my marriage. Yeah, they they kind of
1: see it as okay. Hey, this is real life. This is a real person being with me. This is especially when they see that you're really working on that part too. That that you're really working to make the worst in you the least part of you, (laughs) and not just say, "Hey, this is me." Accept it. You said you would love me as I am. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean I have to tolerate everything that you do or that you want, but I can live according to what I hold dear and live according to what I want to be and know that that's going to do wonders for you.
0: Well, I'll say what was really transforming in our marriage and the worst, worst, worst of it was number one, opening up to people. I did tell my mom because my one sister dropped the bomb on all of us. I'm divorcing Greg. Well, all of us sat there and said, you never even told us you were hurting. You know, none of us were able to walk through it and now she's very sorry she's tried to repair what's been ruined and so i did tell my mom and so she would be there and just unwilling of course to let that marriage suffer and she made me when i was really articulate about the things that were the most painful she made me choose forgiveness before he was before he saw it before mm-hmm. he apologized you know i wanted to I, I wanted to say, I can't forgive him before he acknowledges how messed up that is. Right. I have to let him see what a sinner he is. <laughs> but I, That's exactly the phrase I used. I was laying in bed going, I could, wait, I should have told him this and this and this. It's a sin. But um, I, I remember so clearly, and I was crying because it was so painful, and just choosing to forgive and say, I forgive you. And probably looking back now, I think, Wow, people endure way more painful stuff than Mm -hmm. I went through. But just to say, I forgive you for this, and I forgive myself for my part. And I forgive myself for being so bitter and angry about it. And I forgive myself for wanting to break covenant over it. And I forgive you for that and that and that. I just totally did it kind of in the spirit, you know. And literally, it was just a few days later when he said, you know, It occurred to me that all these years I had this issue and I took it out on you. So he owned and acknowledged that Mm -hmm. thing that I had forgiven him for. Yeah. That he'd never even seen it
1: before. Right.
0: So all that energy and all that spiritual stuff, I believe in it for sure.
1: Absolutely. Well, there's even, take the spiritual thing out of it for just a second and just look at the integrity of it. Right. That, I mean, I don't. Those go hand in hand to me. Integrity right. and spirituality are the same thing. But when you own your mistakes, you you people are gracious.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: it's amazing. Look at the national stage of the different things that go on with right. and then the people that try to cover it up and right. place blame on other people. It it just keeps going and going and going. But when somebody steps up and says, "You know what? I, I was wrong." You know, I I tried to take a shortcut, I tried to whatever, and that's all on me.
0: And I'm sorry. And I'm
1: sorry for that and I'm and I'm doing what I need to to repair it and I'm doing what I need to to make it right. Everything is better that way. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. People are just they're like okay, I like that person even more now.
0: Absolutely. So big Doors swing on small hinges. So don't uh, underestimate the power of these things that we're saying about taking ownership of your part that you play and being gracious to yourself and gracious to your mate and believing for something better.
1: And sometimes to get perspective, you need to disengage for a little bit and really seek it out. Some quiet meditation time, some prayer, some solitude of, okay, help me see my role. And it usually comes up, and it's the areas we don't want to deal with, but when you lean into it, great things happen.
0: Yes, and your weakness can become your strength. Absolutely. So don't be afraid.
1: <laughs> this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for joining us.
0: Absolutely. We're glad you're here. Come visit us at sexymarriageradio.com, and we have free stuff for you there, I think.
1: Absolutely. Like, have, a great, have a great day.
0: Bye-bye.